Coming up next on The Jeff Curley Show, we're going to take a look at an amazing nonprofit working with veterans to heal the visible and invisible wounds of war, their journey just ahead. Many are predicting that the worst is yet to come, which is unfortunate, said one person here. Until now, they've enjoyed the reputation of being the nation's icebox. Watched a burglar in his home this morning by webcam. As a journalist of over 25 years, stories are what make my world turn. Reporting live from the Dallas Newsroom tonight, Jeff Crilly, Fox 4 News. But in 2008, I took the jump from my familiar life and started a PR firm from my home. We're talking about anyone with a camcorder like the one I'm using becomes a television network. We started slowly growing the company and we now have over a hundred clients and we've branched into the world of live digital broadcasting. I now own eight different TV studios and have a huge team. And the stories that I now get to share are sometimes the most important of my life. Life has a funny way of coming around full circle. This is The Jeff Crilly Show. Well, we hear all the time on the news about the troubles that veterans have uh, readjusting to civilian life. Uh, they go to boot camp and they spend weeks and weeks and weeks being steeled for war. And then sometimes it's just kind of a half day workshop and then they're sent back into um, the civilian world. And many are struggling with that. We hear about it every single day on the news. To talk about that today, mm -hmm. Major General Bob Dees, he's retired. He's also the uh, president of the National Center for Healthy Veterans. Thanks for coming on the show. Good to be with you, Jeff. Thank you, appreciate it. Well, I want my audience to know your journey uh, before we talk about your amazing nonprofit. Mm -hmm. So you enlisted in what year? Well, I uh, graduated from West Point in 1972 and then went to the 101st Airborne Division as a platoon leader, having fun, jumping out of airplanes, training soldiers. And that was uh, towards the end of the Vietnam War? That was. Our, our class was the first class not to go to Vietnam. And, uh, and yet I had the, the privilege and sometimes the daunting challenge of leading Vietnam veterans because those were tough days in America uh, related to support of the military and related to drugs and things like that within the military. Sure. I mean, uh, the, famously, there were no parades uh, when uh, people came back from Vietnam and, and uh, they, some of the young people uh, ridiculed them. No, you're exactly right. And I have great respect for the Vietnam veterans and for the sacrifice they made. And it's really tough. It's I mean, it's hard to do it when you're getting the applause of the American public, but when you're not, it's doubly tough. And so I have great respect for the Vietnam veterans. Sure. So uh, to, to set up the nonprofit, talk about your own uh, journey in, in conceiving it. Does it really, this idea dates back to the, to <laughs> well, the early 70s? Well, people ask that, and, and yes, it, it does, because uh, in 1973, I was now in the 101st Airborne Division. I had uh, a bunch of Screaming Eagle soldiers. Life was good. Uh, it's three weeks. I've been there three weeks, and it's the night before Easter, and I get a call to go to Sergeant Smitty's house trailer. I go to his house trailer, and uh, the net is that he had killed himself in the back room. Mm -hmm. This was my first encounter with military suicide. And uh, after the first responders left, I'm there with the young widow, and I say, well, how can I help? And the, the young widow said, well, we hit Easter eggs today. Would you come back in the morning and help me and my young three-year-old daughter gather Easter eggs and, and give her a normal Easter? So I did, obviously profound for her, life-changing, uh, and also profound for me as a young leader. And so now fast forward 31 years later, assignments all around the world, all these commands, I'm retiring, becoming a civilian, becoming a veteran, and at that time, it's not lost on me that the suicide dynamic, the active duty and veteran suicide statistics were higher than in recorded history. So this is 
tragic, shouldn't be happening in America or anywhere else. And uh, frankly, uh, that experience way back was one bookend. The next bookend was when I retired and seeing what had happened over 31 years. The government had thrown millions and billions of dollars at it to no avail. It had only gotten worse. And so I said a couple of things. Somebody's got to do something about this. Then I made the mistake of looking myself in the mirror. <laughs> and I recognized that God had perhaps prepared me from a number of different dimensions to do this uh, and uh, maybe uniquely. And that's when I really got back on mission after I got out of the military to, to do what we're doing today. Okay, we're gonna show a video that is an overview and then we'll come back and talk about of it. Of course. Let's go ahead and roll that. God is the healer. And so we needed a piece of healing terrain, part of God's creation. And my first criteria for this property was that someone be able to get lost in the woods. What we're gonna do here is design a farm that is very intentionally and very, very thoughtfully built to be a therapeutic place for everyone involved. Veterans that are taking their own lives do it because of lack of purpose. We will give them purpose. We'll give them dignified work. We'll give them the ability to be part of a team and accomplish good things. That's what keeps fueling my passion uh, to uh, forge this National Center for Healthy Veterans on behalf of veterans across America. Our founding was on Veterans Day 2020. What a significant day. This is a program where we first create a healthful uh, environment for people to relax, to find a place where they can converse with their buddies every day. It's not a, it's not a standard meeting regimen. It's just a throughout the day. We call it vocational ministry. These guys have given their lives to protect our freedoms. And so to start off with, it's just giving them the help that they need. You know, everybody needs a hand, a hand up every now and again. If I hadn't been approached about this program, who knows where I'd be or what I'd be doing. It's like a missing link for me. Um, that's that's kind of what it's felt like from the start when I heard about it the very first time. When we first met with uh, General Dees and General Horn, immediately apparently this was just a perfect property. Basically the vision for the property here is that ultimately they want to build 100 tiny homes in villages of 20. Each village will have a community center as well where all the community activities will take place. So it's not some cookie cutter, just, you know, camper or something just placed in here. Every, every detail is thought out. We've spent millions and billions of dollars in how to help veterans. This is going to be, in my opinion, the most effective because I know after 15 years of doing different therapeutics and things like this, this has put all those same pieces together in one thing. One great aspect of our program here is to get after those base elements of family, faith, and profession. And we believe that that, that is the biggest entity right there will make a difference in suicide prevention. There's always gonna be this, this deeper need, I think, that is being filled with this faith-based element. I mean, you can't ask for anything better. This is gonna be the example of how, of how we care for our veterans going forward. We're standing on the shoulders of giants. Down the road for me, I want to be a long-term part of this. You know, I want to I, I want to get through the program myself and be a mentor for guys later on. In my life, I've done, I've been on deployments. I've had times when I left home, and and I've always found a list of pros and cons. 
there's no cons in this. There's no, there's no negative side, just all positive. And obviously that was shot a long time ago. As you look at it, uh, all, that's all reality now. Oh yeah, that's amazing. It's, it's uh, deja vu to watch that, Jeff. Uh, it's really uh, sort of emotional for me because that was the very beginning and now it, those things that you saw are in place and where people are coming through and we have 25 horses now, uh, 80 hogs, 700 pounds of pork going through our market uh, no every kidding. month. 300 uh, egg-laying chickens, 100 dozen eggs a week. Wow. So all of that, Max was the only animal on the farm at the time. No kidding. And he liked chickens, so he had to find a new home. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me what it is about, um, you know, being around nature, being around animals that helps heal. The Japanese call it forest bathing. Uh, there's a fancy word for it, but the point is, uh, God created heaven and earth. And when people get out in the creation, whether it's animals or nature, rivers, streams, everything that we have at Bower Farm, uh, it has a profound effect. An Apache pilot from Fort Lewis, Washington came and visited, and we walked around the property for a couple hours. And at the end, he said, this two hour walk has done more for me than two hours, two years in my counselor's office. And, and so it, it does have a profound effect. And then you take that natural healing platform and then the intentionality we're adding to it with a faith-based trauma recovery, life skills programs, dignified work to provide purpose, the community living to defeat isolation, which is one of the primary causes of veteran suicide. You put together this holistic integration of proven best practices and, and it's a powerful dynamic. And we're, we're just, I mean, we're grateful. We're seeing people's lives change in, in front of our very eyes. Wow. And then get them back out on the streets, our objective, return healthy veterans to America. I, I love that. Um, what a great mission and ministry. And there are just dozens of testimonial videos. Here's one. So I got here in about June of this year. And since I've been here, I can say my life has changed for the better. It's, it's crazy what this place can bring. Um, we do program up at the community center and different places around here. We do a lot of stuff together as a group to build from being self-isolated. We work with cattle, work with the horses, anything. If you have a passion in something, there's always something. We have, uh, we have a veteran who likes to cook and he does a lot of cooking here. I personally do mechanical work and welding, so I get to do a lot of that. There's always something to do and just bring everybody as a whole and as a group to become better each individually, but together. Right. And you've experienced a, a good amount of loss in your life. Do you feel like this has overall been a healing experience? And, you know, there's a lot of work and thought put into this place. Yes, this, uh, this place has bought a lot of peace for a lot of stuff that I have struggled with. I've uh, experienced a lot of loss and personally uh, problems with suicide in my past. And this, this place has brought, it's brought something that people like me or other vets that when they're missing, when they get out, no matter how they get out, when they're missing it, this place would bring it back to help you find it. It just occurred to me that uh, some of these guys will come back and they have changed and their spouse doesn't know how to deal with it. And um, talk about how you work with families to make sure that they have the, the coping skills. Right. Uh, thank you for the question, Jeff. A lot of people ask that. The challenge is that most of the families are fractured. And so we are into a lot of reconciliation, remediation, 
uh, helping people that are separated or divorced at least treat the children with dignity and respect rather than leveraging them parental alienation and those type of things that occur. So we're into some heavy duty uh, counseling on the family side as well as the veteran side. Uh, and uh, we have a, a major project to pull together a veterans lodge complex, which allows us then to bring families in and do some of this in, in, in house. And then also uh, family conferences for military and people like that. So it's a, it's a tough nut. It's, it's one of the first things to, to fracture when there's such disparity between what the experience on the home front and the experience on the battlefront. And then war comes home and, and you have to, we help people work through that, but it's not an easy transition. They have to be well themselves, and uh, once they're well themselves, that helps them be well within their family. Sure. Sometimes it's a sequential process. And I have to imagine that you're dealing with a lot of people who um, have had years of substance abuse issues and um, different addictions that are exacerbating the problem? Right. Well, there's some of that, uh, yes. Uh, we uh, at, at Bauer Farm, we don't accept violent felons, uh, sexual offenders, or active addicts. We have people that have been incarcerated, people that have been homeless, people that have uh, formerly been addicted in various ways. Uh, and uh, we, we define wellness, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, relational wellness. So we give them a whole battery of assessments because we want to know what their issues are so that we can best deal with them. And now we have, we have licensed professional counselors, we have coaches, we have chaplains. And so these people have a great amount of experience in dealing with these various issues of PTSD or traumatic brain injury, moral injury. And then as you mentioned, there's a lot of family of origin issues that come in and uh, they perhaps, uh, you know, sometimes the military is, is really the parent for some of these folks that really weren't parented as young people. Wow, let's talk about your faith. I know that's very important to you. Why is uh, uh, faith such a large part of the healing process? Yeah. Um, well, uh, a couple of ways to approach it. First, experientially, that's what I've experienced is that God is the healer. And uh, whether it's the loss of our first daughter or the loss of uh, soldiers under my command, those type of things, uh, faith makes a huge difference. I say faith in the foxhole is critically important. And, and time and again, soldiers give testimony to that. Now, empirically, there's a, a wonderful researcher, Dr. Harold Koenig at Duke University, Who's, uh, who, you know, and sometimes research is the coin of the realm. So he's done all sorts of research to show how faith-based protocols lead to greater uh, personal security, greater sense of identification or uh, of identity, uh, less fear of death, and uh, even lower blood pressure and lower physical characteristics because of a solid faith walk. So faith makes a difference. And in this day and age, we want to get everything in the fight on behalf of our veterans. And that includes faith. Sure. You know, physical, mental, spiritual, emotional, relational. All of those are very important. I wrote a book series called The Resilience Trilogy. In the book series, I, I talk about comprehensive personal fitness. I talk about a, a resilience life cycle. Uh, our patriots go through this curriculum. How do we prepare for the storms of life? How do we weather the storms hiding under the shelter of God's wings until the destruction passes by? And then after the fact, how do we bounce back without getting stuck in all these toxic emotions of guilt, false guilt, anger, bitterness? That's a critical life skill from cradle to grave. And uh, if our soldiers haven't learned it yet, sailors, airmen, Marines, uh, it's, it's one of the life skills they pick up when they're with us and then they get back out and they have better emotional regulation. 
they have a better sense of identity. You know, they've lost that sometimes when they take the uniform off. And so we're seeing that this holistic integration to include faith uh, is really powerful. Sure. Um, I found a great time-lapse video, and as we roll this, I want you to kind of talk about what we're seeing. Are, is oh, yeah. It, is, is, is it, <laughs> These are our first four houses. They were prefabbed in uh, Lancaster County, Pennsylvania. Long story, won't relate it now, but uh, some uh, Amish uh, people uh, uh, are very loyal to uh, our project, and uh, they did it. Lancaster County, now they're bringing it in. Now you see time-lapse, uh, them putting the walls up, and You'll see uh, one of the Amish fellows on the roof, uh, helping with the roof. Uh, you know, it's just pretty amazing. These were the first four. Now we have 19 and a 4,500 square foot community center. These same people built the community center. Wow. They're expert craftsmen. Uh, and uh, we've had a number of uh, veterans uh, in. Uh, we've, we just graduated uh, some veterans uh, three weeks ago, and uh, they're off doing good things. So. This uh, time lapse again, a bit of a deja vu. You see all that happening. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty amazing. Well, yeah. obviously, this is a nonprofit. In fact, you're in town for a fundraiser, is right. that right? Uh -huh. Yeah. Yes, tonight the uh, Perot companies are hosting a fundraiser for us. Uh, very generous on their part. We're grateful, and we have a good uh, turnout, and uh, we're excited about that. Outstanding. We've got about a minute left in, in mm -hmm. the final minute. I want you to talk to the viewer about sure. why they why they might want to become involved. Oh, sure. Well, um, to your viewers, we have a problem in America. It shouldn't be happening. And it's this thing called veteran suicide. And that's just illustrative of many other issues with our veterans. Uh, the Veterans Administration does good work, and yet uh, it's really a private sector initiative. The private sector needs to take the bull by the horns. That's what we're doing. We're helping uh, veterans day in and day out. We need your help in two ways. One way is to provide resources. We need beans, bullets, ammunition for this fight on behalf of your veterans of America. And then secondly, we need your referrals. The people that we can help are in the woodwork. They're in their parents' basement playing video games. Uh, they're without purpose, wandering. They've been in a job two or three times without success. Uh, they may be stuck in trauma or transition. Those are the people we need for you to refer to us. You can go to our website, healthyveterans.org, and you can learn how to give us resources out of the goodness of your heart and also how to give us referrals so that we can help others. If you'll just help us help veterans, uh, we're all in this together. Appreciate it. Thank you. Wow, that is a great way to end this segment. We're also gonna leave with the website, which once again is healthyveterans.org. Uh, thank you so much, uh, General Bob Dees. Thank you, Jeff. This is great, a privilege. That's it for now. We'll see you next time.